0: This is the Catholic Daily Journal for Saturday, March the 16th, 2019. It's St. Hero's Day, at least in Minnesota, where Richard Mattson invented the day out of thin air in the mid-1950s. Mattson was of Finnish heritage, and he worked at Katola's department store, where he often bemoaned the fact that the Irish had St. Patrick and the Italians had St. Joseph, but the Finns had no saint around whom they could rally. For a party and a parade, Matson began encouraging people to celebrate Saint Hero, who cast frogs out of Finland by the power of his loud voice, which he got through drinking sour milk and eating fish soup. It helped that the president of Finland at the time was Hero Kekkonen, and Hero is Finnish for Hero. Originally, Matson's invention caught on as an early summer event, but it was moved to the day before Saint Patrick's Day so that the Finns could have an excuse to drink green beer, in honor of the frogs, a day before the Irish. Strangely, this whole thing has been embraced by Finnish-Americans, who know its malarkey and use it as an excuse for celebrating and for poking fun at their heritage. As far as real saints go, we have to look to St. Heribert of Cologne in Germany. He was an 11th century bishop, who was dutiful to the king, Otto III, as his chancellor, and who was a paragon of simple devotion, humble work, and quiet miracles, which he attempted to keep under the seal. When he died, his tomb became a place of pilgrimage and of many miracles, including and especially associated with ending droughts and stopping deluges. He died in 1021 and was canonized by Pope Gregory VII. Today is the birthday of James Madison, the fourth president of these United States, and the father of the Constitution. He was an early and vocal critic of the Articles of Confederation throughout the 1780s. He believed that democracy in the modern world had to be counterbalanced by the structures of Federal Republic. Disunity among the nascent United States, he argued, would ultimately open the door for foreign powers like France to divide and conquer. Prior to the Philadelphia Convention in 1787, Madison got together with Edmund Randolph and George Mason to write what they called the Virginia Plan. That document includes everything that we think of when we think of the Constitution. Three branches, two houses of legislature, one elected by population, the other not, and a committee with the right to veto laws and to interpret the text. Interestingly, they didn't get into the executive branch much, but Madison was in favor of a single executive officer, a president. Madison was a fascinating guy. His research into the Virginia plan was no joke. He spent years reading every constitution, every governing charter, every statement of philosophy that he could find going back to Athens and to Hammurabi. He read books of Western philosophy, including Plato and Aristotle, Augustine, and the books of Eastern philosophy of government. His research on these kinds of things is legendary, and he put much of this research into the so-called Federalist Papers. Of course, Madison went on to a long career in the U.S. government culminating in his election as president in 1808. Much of his energy went into the War of 1812, and when he finally left the office of the presidency in 1817, he was very ready for some quiet. He made a few other significant contributions, especially when the work became necessary to redraft Virginia's constitution in 1829 and the founding of the University of Virginia. But Madison tried to keep mostly to himself, to his home and his family. He died in 1836 at the age of 85. He was one of the last of the revolutionary generation to go, but his legacy still thrives today. The Catholic Daily Journal is supported by listeners like you. For more information, visit CatholicUnderground.com. Until next time, be on the lookout for the Lord at work in your life.